all. It sounds like you guys are trying your best, which is all anyone can ask for right now. I know, right? I know we have a four-year-old and we do, we always like look to him and we're like, you're just trying your best. Oh, <laughs> it's like, it's like our motto kind of for everything. I love that. But yeah. It like, it like stems from like a four-year-old mindset. Like, look at him. He's just trying his best. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. That's so cute. You mentioned yeah. that you, you got, or your family is in Seattle right now for your wife for medical school. Can I ask where you live normally? Um, yeah, we've kind of bounced a little bit. Like I grew up, I grew up in, um, like orange for, which is like an inland city of orange County. And then I was in there for a couple, like all through up until sophomore year. And then I moved to Huntington beach for high school. And then, um, I was there for a while and then I moved in with my girlfriend's family, which is now my wife. Oh. in Irvine which is another Orange County city and then I moved we moved to Pacific Palisades which right. is like a little town in LA next to Malibu and Santa Monica because she went to UCLA undergrad there oh, okay and then we moved to San Clemente when we had when we had our kid just to kind of get some more space and that was after she graduated so we were there for a couple years and then she got accepted to University of Washington. So now we're up in Washington. Wow. That's so much moving, but also really cool. Yeah. And then in a year and a half, we're going to move again for residency. <laughs> oh, no way. Is that a requirement yeah. for your wife? Um, well, that's if she doesn't uh, end up at University of Washington for residency oh, okay. or some uh, Seattle area residency program. Um, ideally, we'd like somewhere with a little more sun. So we're right. thinking uh, California again, like, um, yeah, like somewhere in Southern California area, because we both right. love to surf. So <gasps> it's just a lot more accessible down there. We surf up in Seattle. We go about every, either every weekend or every other weekend, but it's like a three hour drive each, each way. So Ooh. it's a little bit, a little bit much. Yeah. That's, that's a whole day just driving. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> but it's gorgeous. Like the drive, you're not just like on a freeway in traffic. It's like you're winding through like forest roads, like rural, and it's just beautiful drive. So it's kind of like a little meditative session, but oh. it'd be nice to be able to jump in every day for like even 20 minutes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which would be a lot more accessible in California. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah.
I it feels like forever. I haven't. I don't know how to do my intro anymore. Um, I'm actually editing this episode in my car. This beautiful sunny day. I'm just basking it like a plant slash a cat. So that's a really good image. Also very cute in that sense. Um, I am trying to do this intro and it's not working out. I forgot to introduce my guest this week and it's not fair because the conversation we had was so good and I think you guys will really enjoy it. I interviewed slash chatted with Tyler Spangler. He is this amazing graphics artist who showcases all of his personal work on his Instagram and he has a shop. So if you guys check out his Instagram and decide I want all of those prints in my life, he makes it available. He also makes workout clothes for women. So it's kind of cool how he does everything. We talk about his journey through art school and psychology and just how COVID's treating his family. And then he gives really good advice about just the process and what he did to get where he is now. And it's really humbling. It's really nice. He's he's a very cool dad. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Stay tuned till the end because I also have some news about something that I did again. So I will see you guys next week. Okay, bye. Yeah. So have you been in Toronto your whole for my entire life? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to turn to think. <laughs> no, unfortunately for, for me, I grew up in Winnipeg in Manitoba um, for most of my life until I was 29. Oh my God, I don't even know, 21, I think. And then I moved to Edmonton, Alberta for my master's degree um, in psychology. And then I moved to Toronto for a boy. And that didn't work out, mm-hmm. but I stayed in Toronto because I love this city. I, I'm a big fan of um, the East Coast, so like New York and uh, Chicago mm-hmm. are my my best cities that I love so much. So this city is like the Canadian version of it, I think. Yeah, that's what I was like. I um, chatted with uh, someone from Toronto that I was working with, and they were just, I was like trying to get a picture of like how it is. I, I was like, is it basically Canada's version of New York? And they're yeah. like, yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's yeah, a little you... bit more built up than Vancouver, right? Um, a little, just a little bit. Like Vancouver itself is very, um, like it's super modern and a lot of their buildings are basically the same, but Vancouver has the beautiful views of the mountains and the, the water that surrounds them. So they can't really do anything with that like yeah. us we just have land so we have a lot of just tall buildings and stuff yeah yeah that's cool yeah <laughs> yeah my my stepdad's from chicago i used to go out there all the time when i was younger until oh. he moved out to california but yeah it's it's really awesome we'd go he lived like kind of close to the city like 20 minutes so we would like go to the city and go get like deep dish pizza and like all this like really good food yeah yeah, I love that. That's so cool. You've been everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we like to we like to travel. That was before I met my wife. I was in like middle school and high school then, but um but yeah, my wife and I love to travel. We did a 
we did like a u.s road trip and hit like all 50 states in our car <gasps> over like four weeks oh my god four weeks that was like yeah that was like back in 2010 it was like right after i graduated college from psychology and uh my my wife was like in community college at the time and uh I was like, I don't want to do psychology. I'm having like a midlife crisis yeah. at 2022. 20, yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, I took time off and we'd spent like a month and I used like a lot of my savings to like fund a little like road trip. It was so awesome though. We got to see like all the random backcountry areas of America that you would never really see. We kind of just like roamed around. We actually... Um, what guided our little tour was we like were in, we were in love with like Anthony Bourdain, so we would write yes. down all of the restaurants that he went to, and yes. we would those would be our destinations, and then whatever we saw on the way would just be like extra. Oh my God, you guys are live you guys lived my dream. I was distraught when he died. Yeah, crazy. That's so crazy. That must have been probably one of the most memorable things you've ever done in your life with your wife yeah it was awesome we um yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was uh it was really cool we didn't have enough money um so we stayed in uh hotels like maybe 20 percent of the time okay and then the rest we either slept in the car we she had like a like a ford escape so it was like a little mini suv Mm -hmm. like a small suv you know and so we'd sleep in the car in like Walmart parking lots because <laughs> they're free <laughs> and you don't get like the cops called on you. But there's yeah, yeah. also like random other campers that are questionable potentially. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we did that. And then we used this one service called couch surfing. Have you familiar with it? No. Uh, which I would probably never do now um, because I'm a little more uh, risk averse as I get older. Right. But um, back back then it was it was interesting you just like find couch hosters online on this website and you just like stay with them, which seems like, yeah. Now that I think of it, I was like, I'm surprised we like lived through that. But yeah. <laughs> wow. That's but, yeah, so it was, cool. It was really cool. Um, yeah. I hope to do it again. Like it's a little hectic right now with our life and everything, but um, <clears throat> it'd be awesome. We have a, we have like an old, um, vw westphalia camper like in 1982 oh my god so yeah it's we're it's in pretty good shape but we're like it's not ready to do like a u.s road trip but we're thinking at some point it'd be awesome to do that with our four-year-old it'll probably be like seven or eight by the time it's ready achievable but (laughs) yeah i really yeah it'd be awesome to do it again yeah, I really, really hope that you guys get to do that again. That would be amazing. I wish I was your four-year-old. <laughs> I know. we're. It's so funny because we have, like, these weird existential crises about him because, like, oh. we're like, yeah, we keep moving him and it's so sad. Like, he doesn't have any stability and all this, you know, because we're just moving around. Right. But then again, we're like, we look at all the pictures of, like, all the stuff that we've, all the places we've taken him and he's been. And we're like, actually, this is, like equally awesome yeah absolutely and he's still a baby you know like he'll remember he'll look back on it and be like i was the coolest kid ever (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. So yeah, you did psychology too. Yeah, I actually, so that was one of the reasons why um, I wanted to reach out to you is because you were, you put on your Instagram that you're a psych, grad, uh, psych uh, dropout and then you went to art school. So I thought that I was actually, really I actually finished psychology. So I got like, I have my bachelor's in psychology, but actually I dropped out of art school. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So how but that... I did, it's funny because I didn't, I didn't continue with psychology, but I'm actually, I guess I continued with art. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, I, I love yeah. stuff, but I also didn't finish. I was just like, well, I think this was a phase. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I thought it was like really fascinating and I'm glad I did it. And I would, I probably would have, would do it exactly the same if I could go back because yeah. it was just, I think it's like very applicable for any person to like get through life. I think it's yeah. like you, get, you learn a lot of great things that you you kind of like a lot of it's like common sense in a way yeah. Yeah. but then like knowing that they're that it's like those things are like common amongst all people just the way people behave I think it's just really really good knowledge to have yeah it's it's really it's nice to know that everyone is going through the same thing yeah <laughs> what what was your graduate program in or not that familiar with graduate um, psychology like did you have to take like a like a specialty or yeah we had to your pick thesis one. or whatever yeah yeah we had to pick one um it during my undergrad I picked cognitive psych uh just because huh. I was really at, like fascinated with the brain and how neural pathways and all that sciencey stuff worked and then um for my graduate I just decided to take clinical because I couldn't pick one in particular and it just umbrella mm -hmm. everything yeah but clinical is pretty broad <laughs> yeah it's, it's super vague in a weird way mm. so that was did you lot. did you have to do like um go into uh did you like assist with psychiatrists or like in uh inpatient clinics or anything yeah, I had to, um, I guess, like sort of resident into in hospitals and stuff. So I was always in the psych ward in a hospital. Um, uh -huh. I was never allowed to be in like a like a, a session with a, like one client and their psychiatrist. I usually just did group sessions. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That sounds... <laughs> fascinating and terrifying to me at the same time like I would let like yeah my wife just got off of a psych rotation about two months ago oh and yeah so she, yeah you have to like rotate through all the different specialties like surgery yeah. psych, psychiatry you know and all that right and I was like okay yeah I don't think I can handle that for the rest of my life <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's pretty stressful yeah yeah there were a lot of moments I will admit that um I was very concerned for my safety just because I mean you can't really control people or like patients in the psych ward and a lot yeah. of the time they would be like oh you know you have to sign this consent form or this liability form and I'm like oh good 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 I'm here for an x amount of months good good yeah you're like I don't have it it's either this or I or I fail right okay cool <laughs> yeah exactly I can't say no to possibly yeah. being injured or die so cool yeah I know yeah my wife had to sign the same thing and it's not like they have like 
security in there either really and no. like you're just like a frail little doctor or like resident or intern <laughs> you know you're not like equipped to deal with like physical combat <laughs> yeah no exactly exactly the most that we were allowed to do was to call for um one of the nurses who would be on call to you know take care of any sort of like aggression and uh I never wanted to be in a situation where I need to scream for my life because someone was coming at me oh I know you're like I'm just trying to learn over here yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'm just observing yeah (laughs) um so I wanted to like I I don't want to take up too much of time because I know how super busy you are but I I wanted to you said that you dropped out of like um art school but your art is amazing um why can i ask you why you decided to drop out of art school um yeah i think i i had like a weird idea of like what art school could do for me like in a way i thought it was like a golden ticket to like get into like a career when in reality it's just kind of like a like a work like an expensive workshop that lasts three or four years okay it's my like kind of takeaway like I don't know like and when so I like went in with the idea that it was like this like grandiose magical place that was gonna like turn me into like an amazing artist or something okay I don't know maybe it was maybe it was just my my expectations were way higher than what than what I experienced when I was in it but like it seemed like when I was in it it was like a lot of busy work and a very like dogmatic way of of doing things and that might have been unique to like the graphic design department but I'm not sure but I would I would just apply like my color to everything and make everything kind of like a little crazy and a lot of times it just didn't like work like and like I wouldn't get graded like I would get bad grades on things and like the teacher would always ask me like why did you do this and what is this supposed to mean oh and a lot of the times I didn't really have answers for it I was just kind of like approaching it from like a fine art perspective where like I was just working like on how I felt and like stuff like that as a as opposed to like with graphic design it's like okay how is this gonna influence a potential buyer or like a customer because it's very like commercial based and yeah in addition to the school being extremely expensive and I was just kind of weighing the cost and benefits of it like okay should I spend like 80 90 thousand dollars a year to get trained from these professors and get critiqued by them or should I use that 80 or 90 thousand dollars a year to invest in my own like overhead if I were to start my own thing right and I was like basically trying to decide which would be more beneficial and which I would because like imagine I was like picturing myself graduating with 
$150,000 in debt. Oh my God. And getting a job for like, I don't know, like 50 or 60,000 a year, like as a recent graduate graphic designer uh-huh. and basically having to like be a slave until that money's paid off. Yeah. Which I'm, which is like basically what most people in the U.S.'s situation is with student loan debt. Wow. And this was back in like 2011, 2012. And um, so, yeah, I was just kind of like terrified of that. And then <clears throat> I didn't feel like I was, I don't know. I felt like I was like following a prescription when I was going through the motions in the graphic design program. And it just, it, I was doing a lot of stuff I wasn't interested in. And yeah, <laughs> I just felt like it was kind of, it wasn't a good fit for me. Yeah. But then again, there's other kid people that go through there that, that thrive. And a lot of like, <clears throat> a lot of like the students, like the fr- my friends finished the program and they have great jobs now. And Professional design and creation is sometimes a nightmare. Let's be honest, it's a nightmare. Details and efficiency are important, but there's another way. With Canva Pro, you can schedule your posts automatically through the calendar that Canva gives you, so you never have to worry about missing a beat with all your amazing content. With beautiful design templates, tools to boost your workflow, no surprises. Try Canva Pro today. awesome but yeah it just wasn't a good fit for me wow I mean I everything that you said makes sense to me to not do it anymore so I that's a huge risk I commend you for taking the leap what what made you like what was the last thing for you just to decide I don't want to do this anymore um well I was still living with my girlfriend's family and the drive to LA it was in Pasadena Okay. It was about an hour and a half each way. Oh. So I would go there. I'd class four to five days a week, depending on the semester or whatever. Okay. I was there for, it was actually in a trimester setup. So I was there for three trimesters oh. <clears throat> or quarter. I can't remember if it was trimesters or quarters, but yeah, what they weren't like, they weren't like six month long or five month long semesters. They were shorter. So I was there for two or three and then, um, <clears throat> We couldn't, we couldn't afford, this was before my wife got into UCLA. She's still at community college in Orange County. So we couldn't afford to like rent an apartment near close to the school. So that's why we stayed with her parents. And um, so, yeah, I was just making the commute and yeah, that was pretty intense in LA traffic. Oh yeah. So I would like work all day or I'd go to class all day. And then I'd work in the computer labs, like when I didn't have class and then I'd work like into the night and then I'd be too tired to drive home. So I would just like sleep in the car in the parking lot for like maybe probably about half the time I would sleep in the car just because I was like too tired to drive. 
Right. And then the other times I would just like drive home and sit in traffic and it would be horrible, <laughs> you know? And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that mixed with everything. I'm just like, what am I doing? This is like, I'm wasting so much time, like dry, like commuting. Yeah. And it's like, it just seemed like I was putting in, like the, I was like wasting a lot of my energy for things that weren't beneficial. Like, yeah. I know like you have to like, really put in the brute force hours for anything that you want to get better at but I feel like too many of those hours were were spent doing things that weren't directly related to like what I was trying to achieve yeah no absolutely it I mean it sounds like that like you most of your time was either spent sleeping in your car or commuting <laughs> like that sucks yeah <clears throat> and then um and then yeah so that and then towards the end during my last like quarter there I was like I kind of really bonded with this one professor and I was just talking to her and I was just like oh and another thing I wasn't getting any scholarships like they would have like scholarship reviews okay and like if I would have if I was able to get like the schooling paid for or at least like a a majority of it I would have probably stayed just because that would have taken a lot off my off my mind Right. knowing that I wouldn't be like, a, like have a ball and chain attached to me after I graduated of debt. Um, I would have like freedom to experiment with what I wanted to do after I graduated. Right. Um, but yeah, I like never got awarded scholarship money and I would like put so much effort into my scholarship uh, presentation. And like, they were saying that basically like you put way too much effort into this scholarship presentation. Like this looks like a presentation for someone that's doing like a final project. Like you aren't prioritizing, basically you're not prioritizing your time. You should be doing this for like your class projects and stuff. And I don't know, it was just like a very, it was very messy, confusing. And I just didn't feel like respected and like that I was, getting what I needed out of it so Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) it was not a good fit yeah no (laughs) I'm so happy that you decided for yourself that it just I mean I I am one of those people who stuck it out for a very long time and realized after that it wasn't a good fit so I think it's great that you decided that for yourself really early on yeah it was yeah it was and like I said before, I went on that weird tangent about the scholarships um, that I like kind of bonded with this one professor and I was, she had her own studio and I was like, I was like, I'm thinking about like dropping out, like it's not working out for me. And like, do you have any advice or anything? And she was just like, she like saw how hard I worked on like all my projects and everything. And she's like, honestly, I don't think you need this or whatever. And oh. I, I think you'll be fine. Like, I think you'll you'll figure it out. Like, I wouldn't worry about it. And I was like, kind of bummed because I was hoping that she'd be like, oh, you can intern at my studio. <laughs> that was like my like hope. Right. But then I was like, maybe that what she told me was even more beneficial because it kind of like, was like, yeah, maybe I do have like the determination to kind of do this on my own. Yeah. <clears throat> because I was a little bit, I was a little bit um, insecure. Like, like half insecure 
and half like screw this i'll make it work so i was like right. kind of like floating between those two realms and uh so yeah i dropped out and i felt kind of like i had this like weird um sweet and sour like feeling of like crap i failed this pro this like part of my life but then on the other hand it's like I was thinking it's not necessarily a failure it's just like a pivot into something that um is gonna fit better for me yeah absolutely I mean look at you now <laughs> I know right I would have never thought and like it's awesome because I actually used like a lot of like almost like I'll show you stupid art school yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I used like a lot of that like revenge <laughs> fire yeah, to like absolutely. motivate me to keep working harder than I would have if I would have just stuck it out because it's like okay if I was if I would have stayed there there's this level of like work that I would have been doing yeah and I'm gonna try and do like two or three times that and as for as long as I can and basically yeah I was like, the only way I can make it is if I work harder than everyone that I was went to school with. And well, there's really big ways breaking out the lake right now. <clears throat> That's what that noise is. But um, oh, okay. yeah, wow. I was like, the only way I'm going to make it is if I work like two or three times harder than all my friends and, and, and as hard as I did or harder than I used to. And yeah. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> so, yeah. That's so cool. I'm, I do have a question though, because I've always wanted to ask um, really successful people this question, but um, the whole idea of you, you know, doing more than everyone else and then not seeing the future of where you might be, like, did you, like, you honestly never thought you'd be where you are now, despite the amount of hard work that you've been putting in all these years? Not really. <clears throat> like in the beginning, <clears throat> Like, that's another reason. <clears throat> Sorry, I got something in my throat. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's another reason why why I, it gave me um, a little bit of courage to, like, drop out and do it on my own is because, like, art is so subjective. Like, right. you, could, you can have, like, a quote-unquote really bad artist be successful financially. Like, there's, yeah. like, success. I feel like success in a subjective career, like art is can be like defined in so many different ways it's not like when you become an engineer like you have to learn these exact skills and that will get you to this exact destination right like it's not it's very like fluid and very like open-ended right and I feel like you can kind of create your own well you can you can like create your own world that didn't exist before and that can be like a new career right. within that art community. So it's like, I kind of took that idea and that kind of gave me motivation because just because, just because I don't like country music doesn't mean that a country singer won't be extremely successful with a different group of people. Yeah, no, touche. <laughs> and that's like pretty common sense. But like when I was like thinking about it back then, it, it that's, one of like the things that motivated me to kind of try and go at it alone or go at it without 
backing, I guess you could say, or right. like a degree, a piece of paper, like a degree that says, look, I'm qualified. Right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That, that must've felt um, kind of terrifying for you at some point to know that you have to put yourself out there in, in your own way and then hope that people take on, I guess that in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, <clears throat> that, that was like, my idea was when I was first starting, cause we like moved to LA when my wife got accepted to UCLA and we were like, Oh yeah, you're so exciting. So we moved to LA and I was like, Oh crap. Now I got to like afford this apartment oh, with shit. my like no career that I'm starting. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, I basically, with that same mentality of like, there, there's always going to be some people out there that like what you're doing, but it, you just got to find them. Yeah was like my mentality yeah and so basically I put my work in front of as many eyes as I could possibly think of just hoping that like one person would bite or like see it and be like I will give you money for this so that you can pay your rent yeah. <laughs> so basically I would email like I would spend like 70% of my day cold emailing companies with a pdf of my with of my um just like my latest designs or the designs that I thought were the coolest at the time. Right. And um, so, yeah, I would like just email them and be like, Hey, I, um, I really like your company. I think my work would look really cool on your clothes or whatever. Like, for example, like when I first started out, I would email like surf and skate and snowboard brands. Okay. So I would just look at websites and just gather up like 30 or 40 brands and then search through their website to try and find relevant like contact info and then just yeah just email and I'd like make a list on my computer of like all the people's emails so that I could like follow back up every two weeks and be like hey just email me again like yeah. <laughs> here's my work if you if you, I think my I would like so say for example I I emailed like um trying to think of a skateboard company like blind skateboards or like birdhouse skateboards or something and like I, I would like mock up my artwork on like a blank skateboard okay I would put their logo on it and I'd be like hey I uh I think these designs will look really awesome on your boards let me know what you think <laughs> and then I would like email them and I'd say like 95 percent of the time they would just get ignored oh. I wouldn't hear anything back but um yeah I would just do it basically non-stop until people would respond. So basically I would just poke them until they got annoyed and we're right. like, okay, sure. <laughs> Leave me alone if, if I just give you this. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was my strategy was basically just to annoy people until they decided to work with me. Oh my God. That's amazing. I mean, I love it. You know, you got work. So I think that's great. Yeah. So the beginning part was just like shameful, shameful annoyance of people. <laughs> And uh, yeah, but then once you get that going, it, it sort of like snowballs. And like, if you work, this is pretty like cliche, but like if you if you work really hard for people mm -hmm. and like show them that you're like willing to do way more than they ask for and you do it like quick and you're very like nice, then they will come back and work with you again and refer you to their friends and yeah. That is so cool. That's so cool. Do you still work with skateboard brands now or surfing? Um, not as much. 
oh. I feel like that industry is in like a weird kind of it's interesting a lot of the surf companies are have been bought up by big fashion conglomerates oh so like Volcom used to be this little awesome surf brand from Newport yeah. Beach yeah through like the 90s and into the 2000s and then it got I don't know what happened I think the owners sold it and then it got kind of passed around to different like giant fashion groups or whatever and now it's being like mass produced and so it's kind of a little bit hard to kind of get into companies like that that, are, that have like stakeholders and everything oh. and shareholders they're a little bit less likely to work with artists doing like collaborations and stuff but oh. um yeah I've, i have been doing definitely less like skate and surf stuff from when i first started like seven years ago but it's kind of cool because <clears throat> I'll still work with like really little brands. Oh. <clears throat> like brands that are just starting. Yeah. Because it's like really fun. And basically you can do whatever you want. And like oh, I love that. stuff that probably won't have like a lot of sales. <clears throat> but it's like really awesome work. <clears throat> so like it's almost like the musician doing like an experimental album. <laughs> like that that won't be well received from critics but it's like the funnest one to work on. And there'll be like a diehard core small group of people that like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. The cult following. That's so cool. Yeah, exactly. Oh. But then I'll, but then I'll use, I'll work with like a big corporate client, like, like Facebook or like, or like Chanel or something where it's like still really fun. The job, the work's still really fun, but the payout's obviously larger and you can kind of like use that as like your cushion money right? when you do. <laughs> when you work on like these smaller, like fun jobs that don't pay a lot at all. So it's like, yeah. That's a really cool balance. Like you kind of get to do what you really, really love with the smaller ones and then kind of use the, the money from the bigger companies to, you know, make sure that you feel comfortable still. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm still like doing work that's like, that I kind of like grew up doing and wanting to do. Right. Like, because when I was little, like, I always just wanted to, like, make art for skateboards and make art for video games and make art for surfing magazines. Like, that was, like, my dream. Right. And, like, now that I, I feel like I did that, I, I, like, still like it. And I feel like that's, like, where I came from, in a sense. Like, that's, like, kind of how I've grown up. So, like, I kind of want to keep at least a foot in that right in that area like your roots are still there yeah like I don't want to like abandon that completely because I feel like it's like a big part of who I am and like how I was raised and stuff and yeah like I'll always feel like a connection to it yeah well that's so nice do you do you think that if you didn't have the smaller creative um companies to work with you'd enjoy this work less uh maybe I think I would I think I would just do a lot more personal work even oh. though I do I still make like personal work every single day that it, like all the work that you see on like my Instagram is just personal work right that yeah. I post every day so I mean I don't know I, I think my my love for like making art would stay the same if I only worked with big companies but I just think it's it's like uh 
it's like ice cream toppings <laughs> working oh, with yeah. little companies it's like they're like the sprinkles and like the the marshmallows and the all the fun stuff you like throw on top of like the vanilla ice cream or the strawberry ice cream or whatever oh that's such a nice metaphor <laughs> but just it's it's nice to hear someone be so passionate about something that I mean you're right it's not exactly an industry where people thrive in because again like you said art is subjective but your art I mean I will say again is amazing there's so much color in everything you do <laughs> and if you don't mind me asking because I, I don't want to make you uncomfortable and like name dropping anything but like the, the brands that you work with, um, I are very not super colorful like your artists. So does that kind of leave you in like a restrictive sense create, creatively? Um, it's kind of cool because um, the re- the, because my artwork is so bright and like I feel like the companies that do want to work with me have an idea are are they have a project that needs bright art so like they're coming to me for like my artwork not just for using me as a tool to make what they want okay if that makes sense yeah like that's why that's kind of why I wanted to like be a hybrid of like a fine artist and a graphic designer because I like I feel like with graphic design it's almost like you're like you're basically like creating someone else's vision right or whatever but with but if you but like a fine artist they're just making exactly what they want and then it's either bought or not or it's either like you either like it or you don't but this is like what I made oh as opposed to like as opposed to like you you have the skills to make this so now make this like I feel like that's like the idea behind like a traditional like commercial graphic designer like you're almost like a like a tradesman oh huh. that's a really so, cool like I, I don't know if that's true but that's just the way that I've experienced it okay I'm sure a bunch of graphic designers would be super pissed off if they like <laughs> heard me say that but that's like what I've experienced and like I didn't want to go that route like I wanted to be like a fine artist that also got commissioned by by companies in a way that graphic designers do. Right. So like, I feel like it's kind of like, I wanted my work to be very, very like unique in the sense that if you came to work with me that the work that I'm gonna make for you is gonna look exactly like the work that I always make. Right. So I feel like it's, there's not really much like arguments when I work with clients about like, oh, it's not looking like, like I feel like we're, we kind of like meet in the middle of like, we both have like an expectation of how it's gonna go and it usually goes that way. That's so cool. Is that something that you've always told yourself that you want to stand up for? Um, I think so, yeah. And usually sometimes I've definitely had like clients and stuff a little more in the beginning that would like try and art direct me in a in a way that was a little bit like not work that I would ever make and I mean sometimes like like in the definitely the beginning I would just take that work just because I like needed money and and stuff like that and it was more like 
I was like, a, it was like a survival mindset that I had like in the beginning of my career. Right. And so I would, you know, I would just like kind of hoard anything that I could get. <laughs> and now I have the free, I have the um, luxury of being a little bit more selective um, with the work that I take. Yeah, no, that's so nice. I mean, that's really nice for any yeah. to have now. I don't want to name companies, yeah, no. But I worked with one company that um, that had like a color palette for me, and I wasn't used to working with like colors that are that dull. Like they oh. were like like earthy tones and kind of dull, like basically fall colors that were a little bit like very non-vibrant fall colors. Was oh, like the yeah. palette, and I was like, oh my god, how am I going to make this work? Because I like to use like really contrasting colors and like. Yeah, so I was like, I kept messing with it and I couldn't figure it out. Uh-huh. But then like, as the revisions went on, and it was like a really good paying job. So I was like, I'm, I need to get this to work because like, <laughs> it'd be awesome <laughs> to like have this money. So I like, was trying so hard to try and like make these colors work that I wasn't used to working with. And since that job, it ended up working out. But like, since that job, I've actually incorporated similar colors to my, to my palette that I use. Cause like I have a PDF of like all the colors that I use that I pull from every time. Right. And um, I've added those in and I've actually found that adding like very muted, sometimes even like dark colors as like a background. I know this is like traditional like color theory, but I never really like implemented it in my work. I would just throw every bright color at the, at the art. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So I've like actually incorporated them into my color palette now and in, I'm really happy with it because I feel like I'm expanding my horizons a little bit. Yeah, no, that's, that's super cool that you took an experience that wasn't necessarily what you were used to. And now you actually just use it all the time in your own art. Yeah. Yeah. It ended up working out pretty good. And uh, that actually kind of, kind of had me like exploring like, like sixties color palettes and stuff like, like flower child color palettes and then adding like fluorescent neon pink to it and it actually works very well together yes everything that you have on your instagram page is (laughs) phenomenal i have to ask your inspiration like your art is so so bold but it's not like in your face intrusive bold it's just it works and it's so cool um so like what is your inspiration behind that um growing up like I think the color I've always had like bright colored things in my life ever since I was like really little like as far back as I can remember I had like you know like the night I don't know how old you are but like I was born in 85 so like in the 90s I was like you know like eight nine and I was like watching the Simpsons Ren and Stimpy right um, basically like shows with like really really graphic and kind of bright colors and um and like saved by the bell like their intro yes video was like you know just like the colors and the patterns were very kind of like bright and like gaudy and like in your face and that was just kind of like what I grew up with and then being my dad was like a huge surfer so like I always had like surf magazines and skate magazines and I would like like tape them to my walls in my bedroom and just looking at them all day it was kind of just like ingrained in my brain of like all those like fluorescent 90s and 80s surf patterns and colors and and everything 
Right. And I used to think that was like the coolest thing in the world. And, uh, and I've always been like, not as much as I used to, but super into like candy, like gummy candy and just like the colors of it are always like so bright and happy and fun. Yeah. And, um, what else? And then, yeah, like music wise, I've always been into like, like metal punk, um, like that kind of music, which is just like loud and chaotic and lots of like movement, like audio movement, like, and I think I just kind of like subconsciously incorporate that into my work, whether it's through color or like just elements on a page, like different collage pieces or stuff like that. So yeah, I think it's just like a combination of all that. And then I've always just been attracted to like really bright colors. Like there's this um, surfer artist slash musician or whatever named Ozzy Wright. Okay. And he was one of like my biggest influences when I was in high school, in middle school. Like, cause I used to draw on my surfboards and he used to draw on his surfboards with like really fluorescent, bright colored paint pens. And uh, I would always try and copy him because I thought it was like the coolest thing in the world. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I started doing that. And yeah, I feel like what I do now is like, like a grown up version of what I used to draw on my surfboard. <laughs> oh my God, that's like every kid's dream to say that out loud. <laughs> that's so, so yeah, that was, that's kind of where, and then like, I didn't really know anything about um, like proper graphic design or like art history, even up until I like started at art school. Like I just never really like thought about it much. I just knew what I liked. Like I knew, I knew I liked like old punk flyers, like black flag flyers from the eighties and um, just like old music flyers and album covers and skate deck designs. Like I knew that I love, I loved that. And I would just base my work off of that. Right. But then when I went to art school, I had like a proper art history class where I learned about like all these amazing typographers and like the Dada movement and how that like inspired like a lot of the British punk flyers of the seventies and stuff. And I like started making all these connections and seeing like who, came before who and like how people were inspired by different things and that opened up like a whole new world for me and then I found artists like Baldessari and um like Barbara Kruger and I was just like wow I never knew about any of these people and they're like their work is so similar to the work that I already like I could see how like all these people would take from all of these like famous artists that I never knew about and so yeah that just got me even more amped (laughs) and then I just like yeah oh my god that's but yeah I still think I I think I still go back to my my I think the most energizing work like art for me is definitely like old old band flyers and album art and stuff like that yeah yeah I I was like and I always circle back to that that's so cool. I mean, I I'm I was born in 1990, so I can see the nostalgia in in your art. And a lot of um, 
I can see the band poster thing now too. There were a couple ones where I thought I was like, oh my God, that is such a Rolling Stones thing, but it's so <laughs> much cooler. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. that's so cool. It's, it's funny when I first, I actually first learned about that you could do art for like a living. Like I knew you could, but I didn't really, it didn't really like trigger my brain that you could do it for like products. Yeah. Like I never, I never like sat down and thought that everything that you see, someone designed it. Like yeah. the, the logo and label on a salt, like a, like a package of salt in the grocery store. And I was like, like this person from art school came into my high school <clears throat> um, senior year and was like trying to recruit us into going to their art school or whatever. And um, they were like telling us like how it applies to so many things in your life. And I like never thought about it. And I was like, whoa, and it like opened up this whole world for me. And then <laughs> I was like, yeah, but I probably can never do that. So then I just ended up going into psychology. But yeah, that was like this, the triggering point where I was like, wow, someone has to make all this stuff. So why not me? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's so cool. I love that, that you were kind of like, well, I don't really see the point in, you know, trying that when I probably won't be able to do that. And then realizing I could do this exactly that's so cool like everyone has to start somewhere and the people that do it now started from where i'm at yep. so yeah if i work really hard and come at it with a different set of experiences and inspirations then it'll look different and be unique uh, yeah absolutely your art is very unique now so please take pride in that it's so good <laughs> oh thanks <laughs> Um, I was wondering, so because you mentioned that, you know, you never really thought that this would be like a job for you, but you have a shop and everything, dude. Like that must be the greatest feeling. A what? You have a shop, like you have a Tyler Spangler shop. <clears throat> oh yeah. 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 That's awesome. Like I've always wanted to like have a clothing company or like how, like initially it was like, I just want my, to sell my art to like it'd be so cool to make a art, like a t-shirt for like a surf company, like when right. I was little. And then fast forward to today and like, it's so awesome that these like print on demand companies are so popular because it gives anyone the ability to like run their own clothing company without any risk. Right. Like everything is print on demand. So you don't have to have like a 500 t-shirt minimum and then pray to God that you like sell, sell enough just to make your money back. Right. Because it, it's like pretty new that this has happened. Because like my girlfriend started a t-shirt company when we first met and they didn't have print on demand back in like 2009. It's like relatively new. Wow. So she had to like, her dad used to work for surf companies. So he had like a contact to get like t-shirts screen printed. So she, she had a little bit of a help. She had a little bit of a, uh, she had a little boost getting into that with a little bit less risk, but yeah, it's just amazing timing, I guess, that these are all coming out when I'm kind of in the peak of my career. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was able to open a store and that's a whole nother side of it that gives it a adds to like the complexity and keeps things interesting because I get to experiment with like how would this look on 
yoga pants or like how would this look on a t-shirt or a beanie or like you know there's like so many options and to see what people gravitate towards and buy it's like I love like like the psychological aspect of it too like if I <laughs> if things are really colorful well they sell better and like yeah, yeah I just love experimenting that's so cool like your your success is just starting it feels like and I mean, congratulations on everything so far. It's, it's so cool. Thanks. Yeah, I know. I'm like, it's so funny. I'm like, I'm waiting any second for people to just be like, dude, your art sucks. And it's always sucked. And I just realizing it now. And then I don't get any more work ever. So yeah. like, <laughs> I kind of like every day, like I have that thought in my head that like, I it, like my career is just going to end at any second. So like, basically take advantage of it while it's still here and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing like it's like a motivator for me to like just work super hard and like basically take all the opportunities I can while I can still get them because who knows what's going to happen and I've kind of always had that but then like COVID made that even more like of a reality not just in like a business sense but like just in like a existential um personal security sense like look at how fragile everything is it could just collapse at any moment (laughs) yeah (laughs) I don't know if that's like a I don't know if that's like an alarmist point of view or takeaway from this but like that's kind of like what I took away from it yeah and um so yeah I'm kind of applying that to my business as well like yeah yeah no I I I think well it's funny that you (laughs) You kind of, I can hear both sides of, of what you're thinking of, you know, you think it's great that you think that way because you function almost as if like you, you know, today is the day where I do this and I'm going to do my best and it's going to be the best work I've ever done. And then you do it over and over and over again. But at the same time, I can hear you saying like, is that really beneficial to, you know, my mental health at this point? But I, for what it's worth, I've heard some of the most successful people say the same thing you have, where it's just every day could end today. Um, and you know, like you're doing what you want to today, which I think is a great drive. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a double-edged sword. (laughs) (laughs) Is there, is there anywhere like you're wanting to move into like industry wise, um, I guess like after your shop and like reaching out or working with brands and stuff like that, is there anything else that you want to do? Um, Sorry, I'm a lot of breath. I'm walking up that hill again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm circling back and I'm walking back up that hill. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I've done a lot of like clothing. So I feel like I've done kind of like explored that. Um, I actually kind of want, I think it'd be really cool to get into murals. Oh. I've always wanted to do that, but um. <clears throat> I'm not a I'm not a painter or like a illustrator at all so I can never see myself doing it like me as the person that's installing it oh, okay but it would be awesome to like collaborate with a either a graffiti artist or like a mural painter yeah that'd be so just cool. kind of be like yeah can you paint this on a wall <laughs> or something yeah. And then have it there forever. Like in uh, in the 
I don't even know what era it is, but when old buildings have all the murals and people try and keep it for heritage sake, that'd be so cool to have uh, people work on there. I know. <laughs> yeah, I always thought that would be like so awesome. Like I did a an exhibition, like a gallery ex exhibit, like a long time ago, like seven or eight years ago. And I did like my version of that, but with like printing out posters and I basically tiled them on an entire wall. So it was like floor to ceiling. So it was like my way of doing like a mural without actually having to paint a mural. <laughs> and it looks pretty cool. That's so cool. It's like those photos um, or those murals with the photos that people put together and then it makes up one giant photo. Oh yeah, when you look at it from a distance. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think that's what, if I could, if I could choose like something to add to um a collection i would i would definitely do murals and i think it'd be really awesome i don't even know if this would be possible or if it would be yeah if it would ever be possible but to like paint a mural on like a pier at a beach oh i feel like that'd be really cool but i i feel like the ocean water would like rub off the salt in the ocean water would rub off a lot of the a lot of the art and it would go into the ocean it would be just not very good environmentally right right but, uh, yeah <laughs> i think it would just look so awesome to have like i've actually done some mock-ups in my work a couple of years ago where i would like put one of my patterns i'd like find a stock image of like a big bridge or like a golden gate bridge or something and then just like put my pattern on it yeah and it, it looked so cool but yeah oh, it could probably God. never happen but i think that'd be awesome I mean, you never know. You've been saying this all your life, not thinking something is possible. So that'd be really cool. <laughs> it's almost like I'm like taunting myself. Like you can never make it happen. You suck. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll show you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a Monica moment where you feel like you can't do something and then she tells herself that she can. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh yeah. No, I, I love, I love all of that. And I love that you have so many dreams for yourself. Like, despite you thinking you can't do it, I'm sure you will. And at some point I'm going to see like this giant mural on a building and think, holy fuck, I talked to that. Like I talked to Tyler about that before. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully I can make it, make it happen at some point. Maybe I'll start, I'll start with a, a small wall mural. Work my way up. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Um, I, I'll have a, I have a few more questions and then I'll let you. Yeah, sure. today. Um, is there any advice that you would give someone who is looking at doing something similar to you? Um, yeah, I would just say like stick to your, like your roots and like what you, what got you into it in the first place and what you're passionate about. And like, like I learned a lot and I don't regret going to art school because they introduced me to like art history and I learned about like, yeah, just things that I probably wouldn't have learned by doing my own research. So I don't, I'm not going to like dissuade anyone from going to art school, but I think you should like make a conscious choice and don't think that it's like some ticket to success. It's just another tool in the path to like becoming what you want to be and you should just treat it as like any, any other any other educational resource whether like on par with like doing your own research it's just a little bit more access 
accessible and they do a little bit more of the legwork for you, but yeah. So that, and then, yeah, basically just stick to your, what you, what you want to do, like what you see yourself doing. Like when I started, I just saw myself having my artwork on surf companies, like surfboards, skateboards, t-shirts. And that was like my goal. And I just like, didn't stop until I saw that happen. Yeah. So I think just being, having like a very um, precise goal and then seeing what you can do to get there and not being afraid to like share all of your work, even though it sucks, because it probably will in the beginning. And I look back at my work from like 2009, 2010, and it's like, like the, the technical skill is like absolutely garbage, but like you can still kind of see like the energy in it. So I oh, feel okay. like, yeah, I feel like just keeping at it and keeping your, your fire or whatever, or keeping your like energy and your like inspiration. Like for me, it's like, like punk music. Like whenever I feel like not motivated, I'll listen to like Black Flag or like, something like that just to get me like anyone can do this like I can do this and just because it's not what everyone else is doing doesn't mean it's not right and I'm gonna do it and I don't care what you say or what you think yeah and that's kind of like what gets me motivated to make make art or like reach a goal and I'm sure that is gonna be different for everyone but that's just like what I go back to so yeah (laughs) that's like my advice basically accept like be open to criticism and like growing in that way because obviously people that have more experience than you have been through things that you haven't but also don't let that completely dictate where you take yourself like just because some famous person doesn't like your work or thinks that you suck doesn't mean that you're not going to be successful yeah no absolutely I love that advice. I think that's great advice. Because yeah, like you see people that win like these competitions and it doesn't mean that they're the best like art, art, art competitions or like music competitions, battle the bands, like whatever, you know, it's like, yeah, they won that one thing, but they can't win everything. Yeah, it's true. Well, I guess well, some of them can. Yeah, yeah. The Beatles, I was going to say, but... I was like, they can. <laughs> <laughs> you got like the Beatles and stuff like that, but that's like an anomaly. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but yeah, there's like a bunch of underground fringe people that are wildly successful in their own domain that no one, most people have no idea they exist. Like if you ask your grandparents if they've heard of whatever famous person, they're going to say no. And on the flip side, if you ask like, a young person if they've ever heard of like George Carlin or like Richard Pryor they're gonna say no who's that but then those people like paved the way they're like pioneers you know so it's like keep th- keeping things into perspective is very important yeah no absolutely absolutely thank you for that that was really I love that advice I it's it's nice to hear it from someone who is successful that you know it, you have your own path and for someone um 
for someone else, that's not the same path that you have and they might be successful, but you might also be successful in your own way. So, you know, to keep trying is really nice to hear. Yeah. There's a lot of ways to get to a, a similar goal. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I wanted to say thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast and I really, really appreciate you and your work, Tyler. So thank oh, you. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, of course. I have one last question and that's really just sure. for you to share your, um, where people can find you. Uh, yeah. So my, I post all my work to my website and my Instagram daily. Instagram is my full name, Tyler underscore Spangler, S-P-A-N-G-L-E-R. And yeah, I have links to my store on there. I have like client work that I've done on my Instagram highlights that you can check out. And yeah, if you have any questions, you can DM me on Instagram or I think my email is on my website, tylerspangler.com. You can email me your questions or whatever. I try to answer everyone that DMs me and emails me because I know that I did my fair share of <laughs> emailing people when I was starting out. And I still remember like almost all the advice I got. So I know it's really helpful and beneficial to answer and respond to everyone. Yeah. I mean, I appreciated it. So, yeah. Yeah. It's like, and, and it, it goes both ways too. Like, even though I'm like, if someone comes to me for questions, that's like starting out. And when I explain things to them, it also helps like me clarify and like kind of revisit. And it, it's like, and it, I think it's mutually beneficial. Yeah, no, well, on behalf of everyone who uh, gets a DM back from you, because it's really cool to have someone like you respond to questions and, and be a guest on like a really small podcast. Thank you. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I love it. <laughs> I hope you have a great day. And I hope, I mean, good luck again to your wife with COVID and medical school. <laughs> yeah. Your little one being the coolest kid ever, by the way. So thank you. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for thinking of me. <laughs> and try and stay warm up there in Toronto. Thanks, Tyler. Have a good day. <laughs> All right, bye. You bye. too. Welcome back to the end of the episode. Hopefully you guys got here with me and Tyler. Let me know how you guys liked the episode and what you guys thought. In all my social medias that are linked below on Twitter, I'm pretty active. I like checking it for my news and stuff like that. And then Instagram, obviously you guys know I try to post something every day and then I usually just do my stories. So I'm on there um to not make this outro long enough i wanted to let you guys know that i'm going to stop doing the episodes for friday feels i know it sucks because everyone loves the friday feels i mean i love sharing so much about the friday feels that i'm kind of sad about not recording it anymore but i have better news i have a newsletter that you guys can subscribe to every week now and it is replacing the Friday feels. So I think you guys will enjoy that a lot more because I talk very fast and my brain sometimes just doesn't keep up. 
And I think writing for me is very cathartic. And I think you guys will really like what I write down. If you guys miss my voice so much, let me know. I will probably still keep the subscription. Find me on Twitter. I will put a post up on my Instagram so you guys can find the link there too. But it'd be really cool if you guys subscribe because I think I would really, really like having a newsletter. So yeah, let me know how you guys feel about the news and I will see you guys. See you. Bye.